I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap, the new podcast from Over the Monster where we preview the series that's about to start, recap the one that's just ending. Uh, much like we did in our previous one, we are recording this mid-game, well, I mean not really mid-game, it's in the, the top of the ninth inning here. Uh, and the Red Sox are down to their final out. So that's quite a bummer here. Um, looking on the verge of a three-game sweep for the New York Yankees, we will go through each and every game for you, give, our, give you our thoughts, highlights, and all that. Uh, I am your host, Keaton DeRocher. Joining me, as always, Shelly Verstraight. Shelly, uh, hasn't been a great weekend overall for the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, kind of, uh, kind of crappy, uh, just, uh, watching, uh, this, uh, this pitching staff. Uh, yeah, not been, not been fun. Yeah. Always disappointing, you know, particularly with this, this group of guys and out has just gone final. The Red Sox did lose nine to seven, dropped all three games. Uh, but a game like tonight, uh, which we'll touch on in more detail where the Red Sox bats were alive, dropped seven runs. And still we're not able to do anything. Not great. Not great. Going back to game one, though, on Saturday, Yankees 5, Red Sox 2, pitching matchup in that doozy was Zach Godley versus Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka only ended up blasting two and two-thirds innings. Had three strikeouts, one walk, one earned, two runs allowed. Godley, 
lasted longer, but uh, was way worse. Uh, <laughs> three, three in the third, and continued a trend where Red Sox starting pitching continues to just dig a massive hole early that the bats can't get out of uh, with five earned runs. Uh, two homers, one strikeout, two walks attributed to Zach Godley. Encouraging to see uh, Maza Brazier and Osich shut the door, only allowing two hits the rest of the way, but the damage was done by then off of uh, a couple of home runs there for the Yankees that were uh, Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela, Urshela's being a grand slam. So for the longest time, Godley was actually doing um, pretty well keeping the Yankees' bats in check, um, only having allowed, I think it was through the first three innings, it only allowed one hit, which was Urshela's home run, and then uh, Judge's home run, and then, of course, uh, the wheels fell off in the third, and Urshela hit the grand slam. Um, it really kind of feels like we're just talking about the previous series over again with Red Sox pitching, digging the bats a hole right off the bat, um, and just... Uh, a downer of a game to watch the rest of the way. Um, what were what were your thoughts on this game and anything stand out to you from the Red Sox perspective? Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty much the same um, uh, as your thoughts. Uh, Godley uh, in his first outing against the Orioles, I was kind of like really impressed with kind of was what he was doing. Um, but uh, he was not really fooling anybody, any, any Yankees, uh, can we, you know, struck out one and walk two. That's, that's definitely not the ratio that you want right there. Uh, yeah. And he just really just was not fooling anyone. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's pretty much the same. Just kind of just cannot watch this pitching. No. And it was unfortunate too. Um, Matt Collins in his recap, uh, of last night's game noted how the bats had really kind of hung the pitching out to dry in the first two games against the Yankees. And here um, you can kind of see that evidence um, with the Red Sox left 15 on base compared to the Yankees 11. Uh, the Red Sox had six hits. The Yankees only had eight. They got all five of their runs done on only eight hits and left uh, far fewer on base than the Red Sox. So they were getting guys on base. They just were not getting those crucial hits with runners in scoring position to drive them in. Uh, which is not something that we're really accustomed to with this offense struggling, but did struggle here pretty mightily with that in game one. Yeah, definitely. I also just realized I'm looking at game two. <laughs> this was Saturday. <laughs> You're just switching it up. It's all right. Yeah. Different um, different day, same result. <laughs> it was Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so I guess going <laughs> backwards to game one, as I completely messed that up, um, game one was Jordan Montgomery versus Ryan Weber. And again, more of the same Ryan Weber allowing three earned runs, four walks, no strikeouts. Um, quite a disaster there. Uh, Jordan Montgomery went five and two thirds, struck out four, gave up one walk, one earned run. Um, this was a relatively close game up until the very end. Uh, it was three to one going into, uh, the bottom of the eighth where uh, Corey Brewer gave up two runs, um, I believe, was a home run. Um, yep. Yeah, gave up two home runs. Urshela hit another one, and uh, Gardner, Brett Gardner, hit the second. And then um, Aaron Judge started the, this series with a home run, hit a home run in game two, and then we'll get to tonight where um, he just kind of continued that. But, yeah, the, yeah I mean, we... 
we talked about game two as if it was game one, but it's the same stuff. The starting pitching just didn't get deep enough into the game, dug them a hole. The bats couldn't get themselves out of it. Uh, and the Yankees kind of just waltzed to a couple of wins here in the first two games. Yeah, Weber looked just absolutely awful. Um, so and it was like really, really like sad to hear um, that Renicky was like, uh, yeah, you know, um, a reporter asked him, um, you know, what are we going to do about Weber? Do you have any other, you know, pitchers that you're going to use as a starter? And he's like, eh, we don't really have anyone better. And while that is true, it's still very sad. <laughs> yeah, that is the state of the pitching here. Do you think, um, I think we talked about, uh, it may have been on a different podcast, but I remember having a conversation with you about Darwin's and Hernandez and his ability to start. There's been some chatter now on Twitter um, kind of calling for that. Do you, I mean, do you agree with Renicky? Is there, do they not have anybody else or would you like to see someone like Darwin's and get a shot just to see what the hell could go worse? Um, I, 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 I just don't think that he's a starter long term. So I might go going into like next year. I don't want to have this, you know, still creeping up. So I would still rather keep him in the bullpen, but I still want to see him. I, I'm hoping that we see him soon. Um, it seems that he's playing at the, you know, the, that, uh, alternative sites and he's recovered from COVID and he's uh, looking pretty good from what I've heard. So I still think that we should keep him in the bullpen because I just, I don't think that he's, you know, good enough. Unless, you know, maybe they do an opener type thing, then that's something different. True. Yeah. But difficult there. I don't have anybody to follow. <laughs> exactly. Um, Brian Johnson is another option who's playing at the alternate site currently. Um, he is not on the 40-man roster, however, so they would have to remove someone from the 40-man, which feels like it should be easy because there's plenty of guys that are currently, like, most of the bullpen you could probably put on waivers and they'd pass and then give Brian Johnson a chance um, if you're looking for something. I mean, he, he may not be better, but it'd be different <laughs> exactly like I would, I would be willing to to see brian johnson again uh, we we know what weber is and what he is not and he is not a good starter so i i and we've seen you know um we we've seen him be uh much better so ho- hopefully hopefully they make that change because really they can just get rid of anybody yeah so silver linings for the Red Sox. Michael Chavis hit a home run, his first of the year. That was a really fun bomb. Uh, and that was it. And that was their one run. Yep. So, on to game three. The doozy. Uh, this game saw the Red Sox blow a couple leads. Three leads, in fact. Uh, they were leading 2 to nothing. They were leading 5-3. Uh, to three, And they were leading 7-6. And they blew all three of those. Uh, Aaron Judge just had himself quite a game with two bombs and five RBIs uh, and a walk. Um, It was pretty much the Aaron Judge show today. Yeah, I saw saw on Twitter today that Judge has hit home runs in five straight games. So that's always fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, limiting long balls is uh, tends to be something that's helpful for teams, but the Red Sox just haven't really figured that out. Or at least uh, they have not. Not with Aaron Judge. Um, there was actually a lot of 
good things that came from the Red Sox bats specifically here uh, in this game. Um, Rafael Devers hit his first home run of the year. Xander Bogarts went four for four with three RBIs and two home runs uh, leading the way. It's it's good to see those two specifically since Devers went uh, two for five. Uh, those two guys specifically hadn't really done a ton through the first week. Um, and it was really at the bottom of the, the lineup that was carrying the team. Uh, JD Martinez went one for four at the top as well, and Pilar one for five. But it's it's it feels good to have the top of the order contributing to runs again, and feels like the um, I mean we were the, the bats weren't really going to be an issue, but it seems like they've figured out their struggles from the first week or so of the season, uh, and are primed to just continue to put up runs going forward. It's just whether or not the pitching is going to be there to support them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the last couple games, it seems like Bogey has like really started to find his groove, and like with this home run from Devers, hopefully he's finding his groove as well. So maybe once they get going, maybe our pitching can you know limit it to like five runs, so then we'll be okay. The pitching matchup here started with Austin Bryce as the opener, uh, James Paxton going for the Yankees. Paxton went three innings, uh, seven hits. Uh, five runs, three of them earned. The Yankees' defense had themselves an inning in the third. That was uh, quite a circus to watch there, but they were able to end up working around it as uh, Matt Hall came in after, and in his two innings gave up five runs. Uh, Austin Bryce almost gave up a whole bunch of runs, but was able to get out of it in uh, what was a pretty tense first inning there. Uh, then that was followed by Heath Henry going two innings, giving up a run. Uh, Walden going two innings. Only giving up two hits, no runs. And then Matt Barnes just took the uh, blown save and the loss in the eighth, giving up three. So the first blown save of the Red Sox season. Uh, last year, the Red Sox led the American League in blown saves. The only team in the uh, all of the major leagues that were worse were the Mets, who blew one more. Uh, Matt Barnes ended up blowing about five obviously he was in the eighth uh as the the man to get the hold to workman but wasn't able to get that done what's your confidence level in matt barnes in high leverage situations now as much as it pains me uh, it's not very high i like matt barnes and i really 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 want him to do well and i just i think that he can but like just based on his stuff but i just don't think that he has it um altogether uh, when it comes to high leverage situations. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, he still has been struggling with the walk so far this year as well. Yeah. Um, tonight, he did walk one. Um, but that was an issue for both him and Workman last year. Uh, but they both have a really solid ability to get strikeouts, so they've been able to work around it. Only one strikeout for Barnes um, tonight and ended up taking the loss so red sox drop all three to the yankees in new york and now uh fall to three and seven bringing up the rear of the american league east division and when we come back we will preview the battle of the al east seller with tampa bay i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right. Now, taking a look uh, at the previewing this upcoming series against Tampa Bay. The Red Sox bring up the rear of the division at 3-7, and seven, the Rays at 4-6. and six. This is a bit of a surprise, uh, and it's a quick two-game series here. Um, what has been your impression of Tampa Bay so far this year? In um, It's a weird year, but they're not really in the position that I think both of us thought Tampa Bay would be in, in 10 games or so here into the season. Yeah, uh, this, this actually uh, surprises me. Um, I just know that their bullpen is just not being, they're not able to hold it together. Um, again, I would still rather have their bullpen than, um, our bullpen, but it's, it's, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's just been like really rough, uh, for their, uh, bullpen and Blake Snell has like slowly been, uh, ramping up. So he's not able to go very long. So that's also taxing on their bullpen, but it's, it's very surprising to see them in fourth. Yeah. The starting pitching, um, has had some struggles so far. Uh, Charlie Morton. Yeah. Um, with, uh, there it is. ERA, (laughs) ERA of eight, uh, Blake Snell with a 5.4 ERA. Um, Tyler glass now is doing his thing and looks, pretty darn impressive uh and surprisingly the starter that's leading the way for them is yanni trinos and ryan yarbrough which are not the names you would have expected guys like glasnow snell and morton kind of expected to and even uh, trevor richards to an extent to uh, really be kind of leading the charge there in tampa bay and that's um surprisingly been the opposite so the pitching matchups that we have um kind of hilariously for the Red Sox, are both still to be determined. <laughs> but we know Tampa Bay is throwing Morton in Game 1 and Yarbrough in Game 2. Even though Morton has struggled so far, he's still not a pitcher I'm really thrilled about seeing. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the last couple of seasons, Morton has been uh, pretty uh, uh, lights out. Um, but, I mean, his velocity is, like, really, really down. Um, in 2018, he was, you know, throwing fastballs about 95 and so far this year is at 92. So, so that's really not that great. Um, but, um, 
I, I'm still like scared to to face him because it's like this will be his third outing, so he he could probably you know pull it together. The lineup um, has been a bit all over the place. Uh, Brandon Lowe probably leading the way, uh, two homers, eight RBIs, uh, batting two eighty six, uh, three seventy five OVP. The the lineup for Tampa Bay is not real flashy, but they've got a lot of guys that can do some damage on kind of any given night. A guy like Hunter Renfro um, strikes out a lot, but has immense power and can do a lot of damage quickly. Um, also, a lot of strikeouts, uh, which is something the Red Sox uh, kind of need to get going here with their pitching. They have a lot of guys. Uh, Brandon Lowe has had 11 strikeouts already. He, uh, G-Man Choi is at 11. Jose Martinez is at 11. They have a lot of guys that swing and miss, uh, which is something that the Red Sox pitching is really going to need to take advantage of. Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, I really do think that, that that well, in theory, I think that we can. <laughs> um, especially uh, with, with Lowe. Um, I, I, I do like him, but he does strike out a lot. Um, but I did think, I think I saw on Twitter that um, Austin Meadows is, um, I think, going to be coming back right. for this. They said the homestand, so... He might be coming back next week, so that that should be that should lengthen out their lineup, which scares me even more. Yep, not great. Not great, um, though. No. Um, oh man, I forgot again to do the MVP. I don't. I don't think we. <laughs> it's pretty obvious who the the MVP of the series with uh, the Yankees was. I think it's got to be Judge, right? With oh yeah, four homers in the game-winning homer tonight. Yep, definitely. Cool. All right, we can move on for that. We don't have to talk about that series anymore. <laughs> uh, but projecting out with Tampa, a two-game, quick two-game series. Uh, what is your prediction for how this series is going to shake out, and who do you think will be the series MVP? Um, I think we're going to split it. Um, uh, I think we'll we'll take the first one, uh, just because I still am a little scared of Morton's lack of uh, velo. Um, but I, I think we'll. Um, Lose that second one, but uh, the MVP, um, I think it's going to be Willie Adames. Ooh, interesting pick. Yeah, because, I mean, he's he's, hit, he's hitting pretty well, and uh, I mean, he's playing every day, and he plays, like, really sick defense. So I could see him, like, getting, like, a – making a slick play and, uh, you know, hitting in some RBIs and stuff like that. So that's going to be by MVP. I like that one. I think it's also going to be a split. I think the bats have shown enough over the last three games. Um, well, I mean, the end of the series against the Mets, um, they were at least getting hits against the Yankees. just weren't driving them in. Um, so I feel confident enough that the bats will, are going to get them one game. So I think it's also going to be a split. And for my series MVP, I'm going to ride the hot bat and go Christian Vasquez. Get nice. Love so, it. That will do it for this episode of the red sox recap and we will be with you again an off day on monday so we'll be with you thursday morning to recap the game against toronto and or not toronto tampa bay and preview <laughs> the series after that thanks for listening we'll later in the week